0: What's going on everybody. It's Pastor Justin. So glad you're tuning in for this series on fasting and checking out our 242 podcast. If you're a first time listener welcome. I encourage you if you're listening to this podcast first, please take time to listen to our first session on on true fasting learning from history and then continue with this one uh, right afterwards. We talked about last time sincerity in our fasting and how God desires, if we want to see powerful fasting in our life, God desires for us to sincerely pursue Him. We talked about how the Israelites were... Going through the motions, in essence, they seemed as if they were righteous. They seemed as if God was someone that they wanted close to them, that that God was somebody that they wanted to seek after in their own lives, but in reality, their hearts were not sincere before God. So we're going to continue with this session on true fasting, learning from history. And I want to talk about the second point uh, from this passage in Isaiah 58. Like I said, first point of this message is, Sincerely pursue after God, and through that you'll see powerful fasting. The second point is to live a godly life. If you look at Isaiah 58, starting at verse 3b and reading to verse 5, it says, "'Yet on the day of your fasting you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists.' You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. At this time, Israel, the nation of Israel, was fasting. They were performing the action. But like we said before, their heart was not there. There was no heart behind what they were doing. And that was seen clearly in the way that they were living their life. Scripture says they did whatever they pleased. The purpose of fasting is to neglect our physical satisfaction in exchange for spiritual satisfaction. We're in essence saying, God, I want you. I want your presence in my life. I want your peace. I want your intervention maybe in a situation in my life more than what I want for myself. When we fast, we should be seeking God's will in those situations, all right. and I want you to understand this. When you're seeking for a breakthrough in your life, make sure that what you're seeking for is conforming to what God's will is for that. Now, if you're seeking for a healing, I'd say in the name of Jesus, fast for healing because I believe that Jesus, and through his blood, desires to heal anyone. Jesus' ministry is proof of that because there was never a person that Jesus didn't heal if they had faith to believe that he was capable of healing them. So I believe take the promises of Scripture. If you're fasting for the healing of yourself or for the healing of somebody in your life, cling to the promises of, of Scripture and seek after that. What I'm talking about is when people fast before God for situations in their life And what they're seeking for is what they want. They're fasting for God to answer what they want. And they're not fasting for God's will to be done in that situation. The purpose of fasting is for you to seek after the will of God in your circumstances. If you want God to intervene, pray that he intervenes according to his will. And seek after that. Make sure that you're not trying to twist God's arm, but you truly are seeking for God to answer, to break through, to come through for you by His will and to move by His way and for Him to do what He wants to do in that situation. That's the power of fasting is when you approach God. And I believe that when you seek God through fasting that He will respond that he will move according to his will. And I believe fasting moves the heart of God, but it doesn't move the heart of God to do what you want him to do. Fasting moves the heart of God for him to intervene in that circumstance according to his will. So these people, Israel, they did whatever they pleased. And so when we look at that in our own lives, we have to recognize that when we fast, we have to be seeking after God. And this is, this is another point that I want to make. If you're not seeking God when you're fasting, you're just being anorexic. To fast before God, to give up food without actually seeking God... I'll, I'll say it like this, you know, I wake up in the morning, I slept in because I'm not eating breakfast, so great for me, I get a little extra time in the morning because I'm fasting, I go to work, and then I, I don't take my lunch, spend some time on Facebook, checking out what's going on in everybody else's life, and then, you know, I get back to work, and then I come home, I don't have dinner, so I just decide, well, let me watch some Netflix instead. What was the purpose of me not eating that day? Nothing was accomplished, spiritually or physically. I was doing absolutely nothing on both sides of the fence. So if you're going to be fasting, make sure that you are seeking after God, that you are pursuing after Him. Because if you're not, like I said before, you're just simply not eating. The second thing is they had no concern for others. Verse 3 says they exploited all their workers. God saw that they were fasting, but their fast was in vain because they weren't walking in love towards people around them. So this is a really interesting thing that I want to make sure you understand. That if you're doing whatever you want, you're not treating people well during your times of fasting. Even if you're seeking after God, even if you're spending time in prayer during those periods where you would be eating, But you're not treating people with love. You're not responding to people in love. Can I tell you that your fast is in vain? God requires us to be walking in love with people and walking in love with Him. And if we're failing to treat people in a way that that God desires them to be treated, in essence we are fasting in vain. And verse 5 is very interesting. It talks about how they only humbled themselves for a day. God saw that they performed the action, but they were performing the action only for a day. He explains that as soon as the fast ended, there was quarreling and strife and physical fighting. Their fast was, in essence, a blatant example of hypocrisy. They were seemingly holy on the day that they fasted, but afterwards you wouldn't have recognized the person they were the day before. They were putting on a show. Scripture says they were bowing their heads like a reed, and they were in sackcloth and ashes. Think about it this way. You can't just seek God spiritually and approach Him in fasting and you have this one day where you fast or this three-day period where you fast before God and and all of a sudden we've transformed into this super spiritual person during those three days. And it's an intense and focused time where you are a completely different person than you were before. But then all of a sudden after that fast, you go right back to the things that you were doing before. You go right back to the type of media that you were consuming. You go right back to the type of people that were investing in you in a negative way. My thing is, if you're going to come before God with a fast, make sure that that fast changes you. And it goes back to our first point that we talked about in the last podcast. Sincerity. It's all about sincerity. God wants you to be real. Fasting is is a a spiritual discipline that stretches you, that grows you, that is, is hard. There's nothing more difficult than giving up food. And I think that's what makes it such a powerful spiritual discipline is because we are literally giving up one of the most important needs of our body. And let me talk about this for a second. When you fast the internet or you fast your phone or you fast your, your Facebook page. I was talking with my wife, Stephanie. She said something that really s- s- like stood out to me. You will not die if you give up Facebook. You will not die if you give up the internet. You will die if you do not eat food. Do you see the seriousness of the sacrifice of the spiritual discipline of fasting food? And I want to encourage you, people have gotten into the concept of time and how, well, if I just give up the things that are distracting me, that are taking away from my time from God, then that's just as good as a real fast. Can I tell you that that is not true fasting? The definition of true fasting is not eating food. And I I want you guys to understand that. Yes, it's a good thing. If you want to do that before God and say, God, I want to give up internet this week and spend... The time that I would spend on the internet with you. I want to give up television for this week and spend that time with you. Those are awesome things to be doing. That is great time management. But I would not consider that fasting before God. I would consider that you managing your time with God more intentionally and more seriously. Uh, So I just wanted to clarify that. uh, And continue on here. When you look at humbling themselves for a day, Israel was in a situation where obviously their life was not matching up with their spiritual practice. And so I'm not saying that that's you. Maybe that is you. And you would say, yeah, I'm I'm starting to realize that I've been going through these motions, performing these actions, but my heart hasn't been there. My life hasn't been backing up my actions. So to the Christian who is serving God, I want to exhort you to learn from Israel's lesson and to not fall into how they were acting. Because as a Christian, it is not difficult to get there. It is not difficult for church to become routine. It is not difficult for even reading scripture and prayer to become routine. And it's not changing you. The heart, Becomes more and more detached, and that's what took place in Israel's circumstance. They had a routine; they had rituals that they followed. But after a while, those rituals lost the heart. And so, I just want to exhort you: don't be there. And maybe you could say, "Man, I am a Christian, and I'm there. I, I just listening to what we've been talking about. I, I recognize, man, I've really let this become routine." Can I challenge you now, make a dedication to God right now and say, God, forgive me for losing my heart for you. Forgive me for losing my desire to sincerely pursue you. And because of that, forgive me for my life not reflecting a godly life, whether it be in the issue of me doing whatever pleases myself or or even not having any concern For others, God forgive me, I want to be sincerely pursuing after you so that my life exemplifies what it means to live godly before you. My heart is never to see people claim they're a Christian, they attend church, they look like they know God, they talk like they know God. They appear to know God for a day and then live as if they've never heard the name of God. That's not true relationship. I don't talk to my wife one day and pretend like I know her and and say all these nice things about her and then walk away for the rest of the week and never talk to her. That's not relationship at all. If you consider relationships just in general, friendships, any type of relationship that you have with a person and begin to look at your relationship with God in a similar circumstance, why in the world would I talk with my wife, my best friend, For one day a week. And expect that I would have a great relationship with her. And sometimes we treat God in the same way. Whether it be through our attendance in church. Or uh, involvement in the body of Christ. Or in the instance of fasting. Why would I seek after God for one day. And then go on living as if I wasn't the same person. I was hoping we get to our third point. But it doesn't look like we're going to get there. Um, So I'm going to just close with this. I just want to encourage you guys, if you want to see powerful fasting in your life, you have to be faithfully walking in righteousness before God. And that means how you're living your life towards God with sincerity, like we talked about in our last podcast, and how you're walking in love towards others. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in our next session. So I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'm looking forward to getting together with you on our next podcast as we conclude our session on true fasting learning from history if you guys have any questions please feel free to email me my email address is jcorkum c-o-r-k-u-m at manchesterassembly.org you can hit me up on twitter at justin corcum catch you guys later thanks for tuning in